Hello and welcome to the One Hope Podcast, where faith and life connect. A podcast done by One Hope Church in Gig Harbor, Washington. Enjoy! Hey, One Hope Church and One Hope friends, Peter here, continuing our Bible reading podcast, season four, uh, as we now enter into uh, week three, in which we are looking at uh, the third of the Minor Prophets, taking one Minor Prophet a week in our current series and in this season of the podcast. And last week we looked at the Prophet Joel and really the question of uh, how can we reconcile this whole thing of a good God who's also all-powerful and yet evil and bad things happen. Tough one. Uh, really had to wrestle with a lot of texts around that. No easy answers. I'm not sure this week is going to be any easier for us. In fact, it may be even more difficult and challenging because it really gets to the less theoretical, philosophical, and actually hits us at a place where we might actually have to do something about our readings today, uh, this week, and sermon this morning, uh, the book of Amos is what we're in, and Amos is all about injustice uh, done to the poor and Israel's guilt around that, and there's some other pieces too. In fact, we looked at these three things in the book of Amos that really are three categories of sin. One is that Israel had rejected God's plan and purpose for Israel to be this beacon of justice and hope and light for the world, but they had rejected that role. They had really rejected God's good laws for the poor and the needy and had kind of done their own thing, collapsed in upon themselves, and adopted really the customs and and really the the the, uh, the corruption of the cultures around them and even worshiping other gods ultimately leading to uh, not having that compassion for the poor and simply expanding their territory through war and and such and so that's one sin uh, that Israel committed and that Amos calls out the biggest category though that Amos hits is oppression of the poor injustice to the needy uh, bribery in the courts, the, the the needy and less fortunate can't get just in the courts. Um, and uh, and so he calls that out too. And then finally a third category of sin is the sin of religious hypocrisy, that those who are abusing uh, their position of influence and power and wealth are are taking advantage of the poor. and But those abuses are not getting called out because they, they have this veneer of respectability. Uh, they go to church. So they're, they go to the festivals and the Sabbath, and they do all those things externally, but uh, but it's hypocrisy in, in their hearts. They're just thinking about that next business deal they got coming up, and they want to sell more wheat. And, and, uh, and so they go through the motions of religion, but it doesn't touch the heart. And so Amos calls out these three uh, sins in the book of Amos. And and, uh, and, this, and uh, if you listen to the message this morning or uh, if you go back, if you're listening to this podcast at a future time, you can you can listen to that message on the book of Amos. It's convicting. I mean, we have kind of came down to the fact that we all commit each of those three sins in different ways. And and we ended with hope because Amos ends with hope that, that uh, points to this future Messiah that would one day come. And would uh, would be good king and bring healing to the world. 
And uh, you know, one one piece that I skipped in the in I, I had to cut it out of the sermon because there wasn't time. But one cool piece is at the very end of the prophetic word given at the end of this hope of this Messiah figure coming, that he would bring blessing to all nations called by my name. God says, not just Israel, all nations, and he even mentions Edom, which was like this hated rival little nation that uh, Israel had always been at odds with. And he says, even Edom will be uh, will be mine on that day, those called by my name within that nation too. And and interestingly, in the early church, they, they didn't miss that. Uh, in the early church, they struggled with this whole question of, is this Christianity thing that God is... Uh, birthing upon uh, upon Israel as this kind of saving new way of doing his kingdom. Is this just for us Jews or is it for the whole world? And and it quickly became apparent it's for the whole world. I mean, God, Jesus said it was. And uh, Paul and Barnabas are really ministering and expanding the kingdom into other parts of, uh, of the Roman Empire. And so it all came to a head in Acts chapter 16 at something called the Council of Jerusalem. They, they wrestled with the question, and, and there the, the final verdict was, yeah, this is the gospels for the world. And, and we're not, we don't need to make uh, other peoples who accept Jesus jump through the Jewish hoops. We couldn't do the law. Can't expect them to do it. It's all about grace for us and for them. And so, uh, so they they really made a decision there that impacted the entire future of the church. That it would, this would be a global movement, not just a local uh, religious revival in Israel. And do you know what the text is that they quoted in Acts 15 at that council of Jerusalem to kind of give them scriptural backing for that decision? The book of Amos, chapter 9, where it talks about, uh, or, or chapter 8 or 9, I can't remember which, which but basically it says that uh, this Messianic king is going to be a blessing not just for this nation, but for all nations called by my name. So that's just a cool missions piece, and it's really a picture of how in the book of Amos the Messiah is going to come and going to break down all racial divisions, all ethnic divisions. Uh, you know, a lot of Amos is about class divisions and and caring for the poor, but also here this this picture at the end uh, of of breaking down racial divisions as well, and and so all that comes in the book of Amos. So for this week, though, the readings, you know, we we looked at those different sins in the book of Amos. Um, uh, I didn't spend a lot of time on the whole question of uh, caring for the poor and those in need and oppression of the poor. However, Amos is by far, that is the biggest issue in the book of Amos. And so what I would like us to do really this week in our readings is to really focus on God's heart for the poor and wrestle with how our response is to be as honestly very wealthy people. If you're living in this nation, you're you're wealthy compared to people of the rest of the world. And and uh, and so Israel. If we think about Israel in the book of Amos, Israel really was um, rejecting God's plan for them to be this beacon of light and justice and hope for the world. You know, the Bible actually had structured uh, things. Uh, laws so that there wouldn't be oppression of uh, of the uh, 
of the poor and so that you know the poor were getting sold into slavery because they couldn't uh, pay their debts and the mosaic law had things in place to make sure that wouldn't happen uh, they had this sabbath year law thing in which all debts were forgiven every seventh year they had this year of jubilee thing in which all slaves would be freed every 50 years uh, in other words, every generation, and and there were even these gleaning laws that were really put in place to provide the basic necessities for the poor. Uh, in the book of Amos, the poor were not even able to buy their basic necessities, and so uh, so Israel was guilty of rejecting these basic laws that were put in place to protect and provide for the poor and needy. And, and so God hated this because it's injustice, It's and it's the opposite of what God meant for Israel to be in being this beacon to the world of his of his of his of his justice of his righteousness and and so rather than Israel really representing God to the world they've been misrepresenting God to the world now that's Israel's sin but let's take this to ourselves this week um, are we guilty of injustice against the poor and needy and as I said in my message on Sunday, my gut reaction is to say, well, no, I'm not oppressing the poor like they were doing and denying the poor in the courts like they were. I'm not guilty of injustice. But before we let ourselves off the hook here, um, let's take a moment and think about what that word injustice actually means. You know, no one can deny that there exists an inequitable distribution of wealth and opportunities in the world. I mean, even in our country, just take for a moment our inner cities, for example. There are thousands of inner city kids. They can't read or write. And they're heading toward a life of poverty, to a dead end in their lives. And whichever side of the political spectrum you're on, we all acknowledge this. And, you know, old-fashioned liberals will say it's the fault of the system, you know, systemic racism and and old-fashioned conservatives will say, well, it's the fault of the family, lack of family cohesion, responsibility. And, and then there's a third group that say it's a, it's a bit of both. But you know what none of those groups say? None of them say it's the fault of the 12-year-old kid who can't read and write. Might be the fault of the system, might be the fault of their parents, but this kid was born into the, that dynamic and he had no choice where he would be born. You had no choice where you would be born. And that's and that's our that's our country where even our poor are wealthy by the world's standards. If you just happen to be born in rural you know, a rural community in China, you would you wouldn't have any of the kinds of opportunities that we have here uh, who've been born in this nation. And and so you and I we have no control. No one has control over where they're born. And so everyone acknowledges that this is just, it's the way life is, it's unfair, inequities exist, have always existed, probably always will. And so the Bible sees this and it describes the difference actually between a righteous person and what it calls a wicked person. And you know what that difference is, scriptural, scripturally speaking? A just person is one who sees his resources as belonging to the whole community whereas a wicked person sees his resources as belonging to himself alone. The just person says, I'm going to plow my resources into my church, my community, my schools, uh, those less fortunate than me. The wicked person says, I'm not going to do that. My resources are mine. And when we see ourselves behaving in that way, you know, we, we call that stinginess, but God calls it injustice, not to give to those who have less. And this has 
absolutely nothing to do with politics. You know, politics is all about the role of government and laws that we need. And some laws maybe do more harm than good, and some are good. All that's debatable. It's not about politics. This is about you. It's about your heart. It's not about the government telling you to take resources away from you and give it to the poor. You know, that's it's a political question. It's debatable. It's this question is about you and me. Do we see our resources willingly uh, as truly not our, our own, that we're just stewards of the resources that, that God has given us and we're to use them in just ways, helping those less fortunate. And so this is a convicting word and it's what I want to wrestle with this week. And I'll tell you, I'm coming at this as someone who's about to do a huge remodel on his kitchen, <laughs> spending a lot of money. So, uh, so I'm struggling with this one too, right along with you. Uh, and but I want I want us to answer, ask the questions and really wrestle with this as we see the great need in our world, in our nation. Really ask the question: How we spend our money? How do we see uh, the abundance that we have? And let's lay this out before the Lord and let Him convict us this week, perhaps uh, through the Book of Amos, but also through some related readings that we go through as well. And and I'm looking forward to our, our podcast team on Saturday, kind of dissecting some of this as well, and really diving into this question too. You know, how how do we respond to to the great need in our world, our society, uh, the poor, the needy, in light of the incredible wealth that we have? How how much is how much is too, how much is enough? Giving enough, or or uh, uh, how how should we see our resources? So, gonna wrestle with those questions this week um, ourselves, and then in our podcast on Saturday as well. All right, let me pray for us, Lord Jesus. Thank you that um, none of us are righteous; <laughs> we're guilty. Uh, we we have not loved our neighbor as ourselves. We not loved you with our whole heart. There's no question we have guilt here. But Jesus, you came not to bring judgment, but to bear the judgment on the cross. You you paid for all of this. And so we're free. There is absolute grace. We're forgiven. And yet you call us to some amazing life of of living with yourself at the center and and call us to be this beacon of light to the world and and included with that is how we spend our money and but it, it if we truly i think enter into what that means there's joy on the other side of that not regret oh we're missing out because we gave too much away no we can't outgive god you're going to bless us far more than we can give and so so there's there's a faith element here do we trust you that your ways are, are best, and uh, you've laid a, a you've got a you've got a banquet laid out for us, and and yet we we say no by doing our own thing, going our own way, and so we say sorry for that, and help us to trust you and to enter into the good things you have for us, uh, even if some of it may seem like a hard thing, but yet on the other side of it is joy and and incredible goodness, and 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 so we we just ask for grace to follow you, Jesus, into the into that amazing future you have for each and every one of us. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.